All right, if you guys have a Bible, you can turn to John chapter 12, verses uh, 9 through 19. And so we're looking at Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of Jesus where he came in. And we're going to look at the motives. We're going to look at what Jesus has for us in this text today. And um, I trust that he has something for each and every one of us. So this is John chapter 12, verses 9 through 19. When the large crowd of Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. The next day, the large crowd had come to the feast had heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So he took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went out to meet him was that they heard that he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. So I love Palm Sunday. I love Easter celebration. We take a break from our normal kind of things that we do and we celebrate this and we'll be having a Good Friday service as well. And I love Palm Sunday in part because I love the word Hosanna. I love the word Hosanna. Uh, I long to know how to praise Jesus with this type of abandon where I'm waving palm trees in the air and I'm just running out to see this king of kings. And I love that Jesus is the king of kings, or as we sang, the king of all other kings on earth. I love the humility that Jesus showed in riding on a donkey instead of some sort of white horse or chariot with people parading in front of him. I love that he raised Lazarus from the dead to show like, hey, I am powerful and almighty. And I love that Jerusalem heard about this and the city was so ripe with expectancy. So ripe with expectancy. And I love the crowds. And I'd love to picture the whole city of Jerusalem abuzz, not just because it was Passover week, but because of what Jesus had done, like rumors spreading from house to house and shop to shop. This is the amazing entry of Jesus into this holy week. The rumors and the stories that had of what Jesus had done, not only of raising Lazarus, but, oh yeah, I heard this other thing. I heard this other thing. And the hope of what he could do were on their lips and in their heads and their hearts during this particular Passover season. This would have been a time in the country where the city was swollen with people anyway. It was, it was as if it was near Passover and the people were coming to the temple for worship during this week. They were offering sacrifices, and they were, but they were thanking God for his provision of deliverance 
the stuff that he's done in the past in hopes that he would do it now and continue to do it in the future. They would have been looking back, knowing that God has delivered them as a people and then asking him to do it again. Many of us here today need deliverance. Some of us know it and others do not. We need freedom from situations, from complications, maybe from confusion or disillusion. Maybe we need freedom and deliverance from our own blindness and the troubles that plague us. We need to hear that Jesus works wonders when he comes into our lives. Amen? We need to hear this. These miracles don't end at forgiveness of sin. That is a beautiful, wonderful reminder. But they continue in our lives as we live for Jesus. And we need to be reminded that death is not too much for Jesus to overcome. And if death isn't too much, then uh, the problems in our life aren't that big either. And we get to live for Jesus. I like it this way. We get to be swollen or pregnant with expectancy that he might do work in our lives even today. I've had this burning question for about two weeks, though. I want to know where you were in the crowd. Where were you? Where do you picture yourself during this triumphal entry? Allow yourself for a moment to imagine yourself in this place. Has anybody been to Jerusalem? I never have. So no one in here. So we have to use our imaginations. Amen. Pictures that we've seen and stuff like that. But allow yourself to imagine you in this place, this city, the things that you would have heard the things that were written about Jesus before he comes into the city, things that you would have heard about Jesus, the wonders that he had worked and the unbelievable miracles that he had performed. Can you picture yourself there? Do you want to see Jesus? Do you want him to come in and rule, to be the king that he is coming in? Do you want him to come in and fix the country's or culture's problems? Do you want him to see your situation and do something about it? Are you running towards him? Are you one of the ones that is waving the palm branches? Are you, no, oh, I got to attend shop right now. Oh, I've got something else to attend to. Do you, so are you running towards him or do you want to hang back? There weren't, not the whole city came out to greet him and wave palm branches. Do you want to be like the skeptics that hear the the rumors and go, well, I don't know. Water into wine, that sounds a bit far-fetched. Sure, it wasn't grape juice or something like that. Do you believe in all that they say that Jesus has done in expectancy of what he could do? Sometimes we have a hard time believing the latest rumor that Jesus has done or believing this latest rumor that he raised Lazarus from the dead. Are you sure he wasn't just sleeping in there? Do you hang back and lean towards the priest of the day? Which by the way, I'm not, this is not a condemnation because quite honestly, they were, I believe a lot of them were sincerely trying to be like, is this the Christ? Is this the Messiah? They were cautious. They didn't want to worship a false God. They didn't want to worship a false god, but do we hang back and lean with the priest and go, well, I don't know. I need to see something else from him. Do you want to shy away from Jesus entering the city, hang back and wait and see? We can be in these areas. I tell you, though, it is time today to start running to the gates. Start running to the gates of the city with the crowd, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
It is time to believe that Jesus works wonders and he is coming to set things straight. He said he would. He promised it. The whole Old Testament promises, the whole New Testament promises. He says he would and his word does not come back void. And so he will fulfill his promises for his people. He is big enough to come into our lives as he came into Jerusalem on that day to be the king. Just like this scene and this crowd, they expected something different. They didn't allow Jesus to rule as he would rule. He kind of surprised a number of them. He didn't meet their expectations through the week that's to come. And by the end of the week, the cries instead of Hosanna were crucify him because doubt won. At least that's the way it appeared. Fear one, at least momentarily. We know that we need faith. Faith that will push away our fears and our doubts to believe that Jesus truly is king and that he can come into our lives and rule and reign. One of the things I love about this is the humility that he rode in on. He rode in and we need this humility as we follow this king wasn't a chariot. We need humility to allow Jesus to be king in our lives. Amen? Two phrases I want to go over. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. And then the second one is, fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Since I've started Grace and Mercy, Hosanna has become one of my favorite words in the last eight or nine years. It comes from, uh, some of this comes from a sermon that I did in 2015, but I read it and I liked it. So I did actually steal it, John. I did take from this sermon today, but I edited it for today. So I used to think the word Hosanna was simply praise God. Hosanna, praise God, right? I used to think it was just simply praise God, or maybe it was a church word like hallelujah that we just use, but we don't really know what it means or is simply like a way of saying, hooray, Jesus, right? Yeah, Jesus, you're coming in like that kind of thing. But Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel, this crowd that we are a part of in one way or another, if we allow ourselves to be thought that Jesus was coming to be King in their, the way that they understood Kings. They already had an idea of types of kings, what they would do, how they would act, and people wanted a king. And you know what? We do too. Someone to ride in and set things straight, clear up confusion, and show us the way. Just lead us today. Do away with our enemies and our troubles, and so we can come with this cry of Hosanna. Now, this crowd would have been a fairly religious crowd. They would have been people that were coming for the Passover. This would have been a crowd that had prayed the Psalms repeatedly. This cry of Hosanna comes from the Psalms. It comes from Psalm 118, 25, and 26. It says, Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The cry of Hosanna is a cry of God bless you, but it's also a cry of may you have success. Jesus, to be Jesus, needed to succeed in what he had come to do. 
Don't only bless us in the way that we have, that we want you to bless us, but Lord, we want you to succeed and come and do what you're going to do. You said you'd be king. You said you'd bring a kingdom. Do that, please, Lord, and succeed in it. Be king over all the earthly kings. Be ruler of our lives. Be great. Or prayer that I've had over the last six months, be big enough. Be big enough. We want you to be blessed and we want you to succeed. We want you to come and change our lives for the better. Amen? We can all say that. We want to see the outcome of our raised palm branches in hopes that Jesus will succeed in the lives of his people like he said they would. Of which we are one of them as we believe in Christ. We want Jesus to be successful. We need him to be successful. We need him to come and shift some things around and straighten out our world. More personally, we need him to come and figure out a few difficult things for us, don't we? We need him to clear up some doubts, some fears, some misconceptions, some difficult situations, and we need him to succeed in this. They wanted Jesus to be successful too. That's why they were crying Hosanna. They knew that they were crying Hosanna. They knew that they were crying for Jesus to go and be successful as you usher in our lives. The crowd wanted to be delivered, and so do we. The crowd wanted the blessing of God to be on this liberator, and we want to be free from what feels like oppression as well. They wanted God to bless them and for his plans to be a success. They wanted a king, though, as they would have understood a king. But Jesus was going to be a lot different. He was going to be a king of a different sort of kind. He was going to be king of kings and lord of lords. And he's going to show us that his ways are far beyond our ways. This is why the humility of him riding on the colt is needed. We need to have humility so that Jesus can work in our lives. We have to lay down our ideas of how we think Jesus should be king and just let him be king. We need to fight our desire for certainty in all things, in all areas of our lives, and walk in humility. We cannot know what God knows. Amen? We have limited understanding. We are creationists and not creator. We are like the Jews who are shouting for joy and wanting Jesus to be successful. Lord, please be successful. And then we have this phrase, fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Jesus comes in humility. No white steed, no army standing by, riding on a borrowed donkey at that. wasn't even his. His ways are different than ours, praise be to Jesus. He was different in action than what the crowd thought a king should be, and the same is true for us. We often, maybe too often, want Jesus to come and act as king in a different way. We want him to succeed as long as we can lay out what the terms of success look like. This is not the way of Jesus. This is not what it means to come and humble ourselves before him. Because he wants good for his family. He wants us to allow him to be king in the ways that he is king. And this text leaves us a helpful command in this. Fear not. Fear not. Much like this Palm Sunday crowd celebrated Jesus... Jesus did not do exactly what they expected. Rome still occupied their city at the end of this day. He had not liberated it. 
in the way that they thought liberation works. Their problems were still problems. In fact, they seem to be multiplying and intensifying since Jesus came to town. Since the rumors of Christ were swirling around the city, there was more tension than usual. And the command of fear not is there to be heeded. Jesus is at work. Fear not. You may not see it. Fear not. It's not in your timing. Praise be to Jesus and fear not. It isn't working out the way that you or I desire, but fear not. You have doubts that Jesus is king, that he's big enough to lead you in this time, and he tells you, fear not. Just because he is working outside of your understanding or maybe even outside of your sight doesn't mean that he's working. He tells you to fear not. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean that he isn't doing something. So we can fear not. These are easy words, amen? Easy words, fear not, but a hard truth to live by. Fear not. Some of us are worried about what this next season of life will look like, how we will manage it, how God will work in it, what he will do, if God will work at all. And he says, fear not. Fight the temptation to fear. That's what we get to do. We get to lean into the ways of Jesus, lean into the truth that he is king, lean into the fact that Jesus will succeed because he said he would and his plans will work. We might not understand them. But let us fear not and have great faith that Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. This text gives us a daily clue and a weapon to use while we wait. I pray that God may teach us his ways. Pray this all the time. That the Holy Spirit will strengthen us and grant us grace to use this weapon. This weapon is praise. I pray, oh, Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, will you please teach us how to praise praise you without demands without telling you how to act we don't want to control you we want you jesus to work in our lives and be king we want to trust in your goodness we want to trust in your kingship not in our own even if it doesn't look like it right now teach us to wave our hands in the air right wave them like you just don't care teach us to use the weapons of praise and say praise the lord hosanna We already have a reason to praise Jesus. He is the king on the throne. We do live this side of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And we live by faith and not by sight. And yet we've seen proof that Jesus wins over and over and over, haven't we? We've seen him risen from the dead. We've seen, if we can collect stories just even in this room, of the things that God has done, we can see that he will be victorious. We already have reason to praise him. And let us not fear and let us live by faith and let us praise the holy name of Jesus. Not only with our words, but with our lives. We know that this world is short. Amen? And the kingdom of God is long. And we get to live like it. We don't need to wait for him to return and come back and solve all every single one of our problems. We can lift up our hands now and say, praise you, Jesus, because praise is a great weapon. We don't need our situations to go away before we praise him, amen? We don't need to know how he is going to work it out to praise him. We can lift up our holy hands, wave our palms in the air and say, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel, this Jesus. Lord Jesus, succeed. Be blessed and succeed. We've seen it before. We know you're at work. 
Keep working. We receive this in faith that the work that you are doing is going to continue. And we are expectant to see the results of your work. We are expectant to see the results of your work. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your work. Praise your ways. Even though I don't understand them all. Praise you anyway, Jesus. Because Hosanna and hallelujah. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, come into our lives and let us praise you. Let us learn this great weapon. Because Jesus, we need you. I know you see it. In faith, I receive your plan. This is where we need to be. I'm going to let you be king, Lord. I'm going to let you be king. I don't know what is going on right now, but I'm going to let you be king as it means for you to be king. I don't want to be like the doubters or haters who sat back not believing that you were king. I don't want to get to Friday and cry out, crucify him, crucify him. I want to be mourning and scared like the disciples were. I don't want to seek out a way to put Jesus or his followers to death. I don't want to solve all the mysteries either before I believe in Jesus' kingship and let him be king. So we can cry out, come Lord Jesus, come into our city, come into our situation, be king. Hosanna. Praise you, Jesus. May your plans succeed. Grace and mercy, church. I know this. We all have prayers that are unanswered. Amen? We all have situations that we don't know the outcome of. We are all walking in seasons that we've never had to walk in before. Are we going to allow Jesus to be king or not? Do we want his presence in our lives? Or would you rather uh, just handle it in your own way? In faith, I pray, let us receive Jesus' triumphal entry into our own lives. As the Jews did into the city of Jerusalem. And have no fear that he will set things straight. Let us praise him as we follow him. Let us sing out, sing out in song, sing out in whatever way that you need to, but sing out with our lives and have no fear that Jesus will succeed. His ways, although not easy, they are great and they are worth it. They are the way that we are supposed to walk and we get to, again in faith, praise him for his success in our lives and in this world once and forever. Amen? Oh, Jesus, we praise your name. Help us learn to praise you regardless of our situation. Jesus, come and be king of our lives. Be successful in our lives. We love you, Jesus, and we want you to be king in our lives. And we know that you love us. Let us receive this now. Return to us, Lord, the joy of our salvation, where we can praise you with reckless abandon. Let us obey you as king and follow your ways. Help us, Lord, we pray this. Be with us. Let your presence come. Let your face shine on us. Lead us, Lord. Surprise us in your loving kindness like you've never done before. And we praise your name, Jesus. And we declare you as king today. In Jesus' name, amen.